back to the paranormal rabbit hole, boys and girls. And first of all, go ahead and scroll on down and rate and review the show. Leave us a rating of five stars because that helps us get out to more people. And the more people that listen, the more cool things we get to do like shirts and cool things like that, videos. And uh, we're going to get YouTube up and running pretty soon here. Uh, So give us time. Be patient. I'm learning. But, um... Yeah, so tonight, werewolves, boys and girls, werewolves. You know, we we are talking about werewolves tonight. Now, we're not going to talk about now. I'm going to stop you. Now, please don't turn off the podcast, but, but give me a second. We're not going to be talking about Twilight werewolves. We're going to be talking about real werewolves. Like, you know, man gets bit by werewolf and turns into a human anthropomorphic wolf creature terrorizes towns and villages and livestock and kills the main woman of the movie sure that's well actually that's a quite a few movies that have done werewolves uh the one with Hugh Jackman where he plays uh Van Helsing he becomes a werewolf and accidentally kills the main chick in the movie. The werewolf with Lon Chaney. I think he actually kills the his character's wife or girlfriend or fiance. And I know it's the same with uh, b- 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 the uh, second one that was universal with Benicio Del Toro was something like that, I think, where he almost, I don't know, it was something. I did. That movie was horrible. It was so bad. It wasn't even that scary. It was like a kind of a Van Helsing take where they kind of made him an okay type of it, it it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was a bad movie. Bad movie. Anyways, but that kind of werewolf. The Lon Chaney guy with a with a with a furry mask and uh painted on no, you know, a little dog nose because it does look like kind of like a human slash dog nose. Um because it's a werewolf. Uh, we're not going to talk about the dog man because that's something, I I mean, I don't know. We, you know, I want to separate those two because, you know, the werewolves kind of have a thing all their own. And I feel like dog man is an entity of birth. (laughs) Like he's born like that. Like dog men are just born like that. They're born that way. They're not werewolves. They don't turn into, they are pre animal body type thing yeah right right i don't know uh you can tell me you can tell me in the comments on our instagram page at the paranormal rabbit hole podcast um and all that's one word just one word type it all in the paranormal rabbit hole podcast is one word so good luck uh but you'll find us where that little alien cow getting reabducted by the ufo it's fun we have fun we have fun here uh and if you haven't listened before, boys and girls, what we do is, and I've stopped doing it. I stopped telling you. And I, I'm, you know, right now, empty. It's empty. The can is empty. I've already drank. <clears throat> so that means you got to drink to catch up. So go ahead and go into the kitchen, shotgun two seltzers, because, you know, you can get down the taste quickly. Because, I mean, let's be honest. The only reason anyone drinks hard seltzers is because you can drink so many of them in you know, a good pace that you get drunk. 
That's the only benefit to a seltzer. They don't taste good. They're awful. You just shotgun them quick so you can get through them because they're so light. You can drink four or five of them back to back to back to back to back if they're ice cold. They have to be ice cold because other than that, good God. Like that shit. Anyways, except for hard AF seltzer. That stuff is like 8% alcohol per volume. Man, that'll knock you on your boots after three probably. Uh, if you're not ready for it, four, four got me and I was like, Oh, okay. I need to stop. <laughs> but, uh, this is just one just tonight. I'm not going to do a, a few of them back to back. That would be dangerous, but <clears throat> we are going to go down this rabbit hole of, of werewolves, uh, cover some werewolf cases, uh, talk about some werewolf movies because we've just talked about two. Uh, the werewolf, actually three. Technically, we talked about the Benicio del Toro werewolf, uh, or the Wolfman, uh, Lon Chaney's, and Hugh Jackman in uh, Van Helsing. So that's three. We've talked about three movies already. Let's let's do this. Let's get it. Let's see. So let's get into the werewolves. Let's go down this rabbit hole. Let's dive in, folks. Um, <clears throat> and let's talk about it. So <clears throat> what we have <clears throat> is lycanthropy. Um, and that's a Greek word for uh, wolf human. So, <laughs> I mean, it's already uh, the predetermined name of lycanthropy is wolfman, pretty much. Already spelled out for you. They wanted you to know, hey, wolf man, man of man that's a wolf, a human wolf, wolf human. It's it's here. Get used to it. And that's you know, it's always interesting to you know get the etymology of words. So Greek lycanthropy, uh, werewolf, uh, Old English is where werewolf comes from. It's werewolf, man wolf. Uh, and so it's, it's just, <laughs> you have to stop and laugh because it's like, could we not be, I mean, lycanthrop, lycanthrope, uh, or lycanthropy, lycanthrope is really, that's a, that's a name, a lycanthrope, you know, that's a name, you know, werewolf, werewolf is kind of like a, you know. There's a werewolf, and you're like, oh, f- I know what that is. Shit. But each of those words basically mean man-wolf or human-wolf. Wolf-human. <laughs> you know, so it's like you couldn't have been like, you know, the the one who is not a, not a man but wolf or not just a man. Like you couldn't make it mean something a little better than just man-wolf, wolf-human. Come on, man. Like, give it a better definition than that. <laughs> like, it would have been dope to have something really archaic and, you know, um, like a warning, like the uh, the poison symbol. What is it? Uh, Calavari, the Calavari symbol, the, the poison skull symbol on uh, poison bottles. Um, it's, that's something, you know, that's, uh, it, it's like that. That's That's got, even that's got a fucking cool name. I think it's like it's Calavario, Calavario, or Calavare, 
or like I said, Calavare or Calavario. I can't remember which. Someone please tell me on Instagram. But it, it's like that. You know, it's it's lycanthrope. That's that's what that has. That has that. You know, uh, you know that's cool. But it just means wolf human, not one who is not man, but also wolf, or not just man, but also you know something cool to it. Wolf human. They literally just were like, ah, wolf, human. Yeah, let's put those two together. Lycanthrope. Yep, sounds great. Sounds great. Lycanthropus uh, in Greek. Uh, but it, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's not just, it's, it's a huge, huge folklore. Um Realistically, being a, a, a European and and mo- more commonly the Northern Europe areas, uh, you know, it 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 really uh, there was a there was a trial of the, the supposed werewolves uh, emerged from Switzerland, um, but the it, it's more of a like a witch hunt for it was more seen as a witch hunt for a uh, uh, you know, feral people feral people that lived on the outskirts of town probably um is what it really kind of boiled down to in uh a lot of literature that I looked at it, it boiled down to these these outskirt people that were uh you know more wild but then you got these other reports of these creatures that just don't look um uh, I think there's actually a legend in I'm trying to think if it's Colorado or the War of Khan. It's a it's a wolf creature. Uh, I mean, then we have this. The, of course, obviously, the Skinwalker legends of you know people shape shifting into animals, and a lot of a lot of werewolf things will have the the person in the movies like uh, like Twilight or uh, there's a few others that do it. Um, where the humans will turn into wolves themselves and then back into humans. Um, I mean, but come on, honestly, honestly, when you think about werewolves, you think about the really cool ones, um, and we'll get into that in a second. So, uh, the werewolf is a widespread concept in European folklore, existing in many variants, which are related by a common development of Christian interpretation of underlying European folklore developed during the medieval period. Uh, from the early modern period, werewolf beliefs also spread to New World with colonialism. Uh, belief in werewolves developed in parallel to the belief in witches. In the course of the late Middle Ages and the early uh, modern period, like the witchcraft trials as a whole, the trial of supposed werewolves emerged in what, what is now Switzerland, especially the Valais and Vaud, in the early 15th century and spread throughout Europe in the 16th peaking in the 17th and subsiding in the 18th. So the the phenomenon kind of peaked and then died down very quickly. Um, the persecution of werewolves and the associated folklore is an integral part of the witch hunt phenomenon. So basically, you know, someone says something like, uh, <laughs> and I want to get into this. I want to bring my wife in on this story because it's a great one to just kind of look at and, I want <laughs> and to have her here. Um, the witch trials were kind of crazy. 
Like it was basically teenage girls being bratty and saying, oh, this they didn't like this person. So they were like, oh, well, she's a witch. Uh, so fuck her. Um, and that's essentially what it was, what a lot of, of the trials, worst ones, boiled down to. Um, and I mean, come on, we've all looked at the Salem witch trials and those are freaking horrendous. Like what the fuck happened there, folks? What was that? Jesus. What? How to not run a colony. <laughs> She's a witch. Well, I tell you what, we're going to do a test. If we dunk her in the water and she drowns, She's clear, but if we pull her up and she's alive, she's a witch. And then, of course, the person that was being accused of being a witch would be like, oh, great. Yeah, so I'm going to die, but at least I'm not a witch. So, great. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, God. Uh, but the witch hunt phenomenon, albeit a marginal one, accusations of lycanthropy uh, being involved in only a small fraction of witchcraft trials during the early period, accusations of lycanthropy uh, were mixed with accusations of wolf riding or wolf charming. In the case of Peter Stump, uh, led to significant peak in both interest and uh, <clears throat> interest in and persecution of supposed werewolves, primarily in the French-speaking and German-speaking Europe. The phenomenon persisted longest in Bavaria and Austria with persecution of wolf charmers recorded until well after 1650. The final case is taking place in the early 18th century in Carinthia and Styria, 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 Styria. Someone correct me, please. <laughs> After the end of the witch trials, the werewolf became of interest in folklore studies and emerging gothic horror genre. Werewolf fiction as a genre has pre-modern precedents in medieval romances. Bisclavert uh, and uh, another one I don't know, and I'm not even going to try to butcher horribly. Uh, Medieval romances and developed in the 18th century of the semi-fictional chap book tradition. Uh, the trappings of horror literature in the 20th century became part of the horror and fantasy genre of modern popular culture. So, uh, a lot there, but we have, we do, we have, of course, modern popular culture. We have, and wolves kind of take a big push in a lot of things like uh, the berserkers. In the uh, Norse culture, uh, the Norse Viking culture, uh, the Scandinavians, Scandinavian culture, uh, the berserkers were kind of like you know these guys that went around with wolf pelts and and gnawed on their shields and swords and you know basically if they got stabbed it didn't even affect them they just kept fighting no matter how many times you stabbed them they would never die. Uh, their skin was often said to be like the metal that they gnawed on or they moved like wolves on the field. And um, there's a great Volsung sagas are great for uh, this, uh, these um, amazing characters that have uh, this great leader named, uh, uh, oh my God, I can't actually, I can't remember his name now. Uh, 
but he was uh, oh Bodvar Bodvar was the leader of the men, and he basically would go into his hut, put on a bear pelt, and then meditate. And you know, uh, it was said that on the battlefield, a large bear would roll in and, and attack and and eviscerate the enemy army, and, and then if anybody woke him, the bear would disappear, like it would just vanish in th- into thin air. So that's really that's something cool, you know the the were bear slash werewolf thing in the in the Scandinavian culture is really huge, but really cool. But it, you know the the term of lycanthropy and werewolf is that basically one can turn themselves into a wolf, uh, you know, and, and it's always depicted as painful or often you know very body dysmorphia uh, to the extreme, you know. A lot of movies depict it, uh, and, I, and and it's one of my favorite monsters, really, in Hollywood and in you know folklore. It's just so cool. I mean, heck, there are references to Zeus uh, and uh, and werewolves, you know, and wolf wolf people, wolf wolf warriors. Um, there are references in, in a lot of classic literature and uh, in the Middle Ages. Uh, and even even and, and realistically, even in the Middle Ages, in reality, they believed in werewolves. Uh, and you got to remember that a lot of these people saw uh, uh, what what the things that they couldn't understand or explain. And of course, everything had a, a very elaborate reason uh, for 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 being the way it was. Um. And it's it's very fascinating to see the old beliefs. So there are so many things here, and you know, I'll tell you, there's there's so many stories of men being out in the middle of nowhere, and you know, hearing these inhuman wolf like howls, and uh, there there are a lot of of you know tales of uh certain cryptids like the dogmen uh so it, it's really a, a a whole genre of creature and cryptid and monster in the paranormal and there are so many subsets that, uh, of different types of lycanthropy and werewolf or you know skinwalker all of these different things, and it's it's great. I love it. I love it because they are such a fascinating topic. The ability to change into an an animal, and and you know, or 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 this huge anthropomorphic wolf like creature. Um, and of course, there's always the there's always the con of, you know, the strength and and agility and speed and and viciousness but you also attack the ones you love and then of course there's the silver uh and if i'm not mistaken i think the silver actually came from either scandinavian or uh oh god uh greek uh i think greek if 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 i'm remembering i cannot remember that though uh it was, hmm, 
Actually, let's find out. Let me do some research on that, and we'll get back to that. Uh, the the whole the whole werewolf cannibalistic type of activity is what sticks out the most though is that they eat you know they eat humans and then of course when they come back they're like oh shit that that kind of that that always stuck with me though that was something that bothered me about werewolves is that they usually would eat a human and you're like oh fuck it okay so and so answer actually let's do this let's answer me this question <laughs> answer me this question um with werewolves is that cannibalism if they eat a human because you're a werewolf but you're a werewolf at the time you eat the person so does that make you a cannibal or does that make you a monster that's you know like how do you i don't know um it was It's funny because you could, in, in the ancient Greeks and Romans, believed the power of exhaustion in curing people of uh, in lycanthropy. The victim would be subjected to long periods of physical activity in the hope of being purged of the of the malady. Uh, the practice stemmed from the fact that many alleged werewolves would be left feeling weak and debilitated after committing depredations. Uh, in medieval Europe, there are three methods one can use to cure a victim of lycanthropy. Uh, medicinally, via the use of wolfsbane. Surgically, or by exorcism. However, however surgically, wow. Ooh, I don't know about that. How many, uh, however, many of the cures advocated by medieval medical practitioners proved fatal to the patients? <laughs> uh, that doesn't surprise me. In the medieval times, they weren't really uh, big on, you know, what would be cool for doctors to do and not do and take out and remove and all that shit. So, yeah. Uh, the scolding a werewolf will cure it in uh, Danish belief. Uh, also, uh, conversion to Christianity. That's always a good one to cure your... Uh, Good old werewolf stuff. Uh, you can cure an airwolf in the Sicilian belief, uh, which is actually holds an Arabic origin uh, of striking it on the forehead with a knife. Um, so, you know, uh, you can also uh, give them stigmata by piercing their hands with nails. Um, a lot of a lot of interesting cures to uh, help you out with not being a werewolf. So uh, I don't think I would take any of them. Honestly, I'd be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm gonna keep eating people and uh, keep your nails to yourself. There, please. I do not want that. Uh, um, also, keep your knife away from my forehead. Thank you. I don't want that either. Uh, one cure, of course, and popular legend, like, uh, of course, Castlevania. Boys and girls. That beautiful legend of a game, Castlevania. Oh, love it. 
even Bloodlines, you know, Castlevania Bloodline. I love the new stuff where you actually played as Dracula before he was Dracula. And you're like, oh, it's a Belmont. Oh, well, that's, oh, you know, people were like, oh, my God, here we go. Um, And honestly, I loved, loved the the show, too. The show was so awesome. Uh, I have the Castlevania Collector's Edition on on my Xbox so I can play it. Because uh, I love to play the old school games, but anyways, seriously, Castlevania as a series. There's a manga and a comic book too, guys. Check them out; they're awesome. They're awesome. They're so freaking cool. Um, but in Castlevania, if you kill Dracula, you kill the werewolves that serve him. Uh, any remnant uh, or anybody that's you know turned by a vampire into a like a creature or a werewolf is automatically. Uh, destroyed when that creature dies when the creature that created it dies uh, because the magic that that creature holds that created that creature is no longer in that creature and it's gone because they're dead uh, so I mean there there are thousands thousands of different cultures that have uh, werewolves you know uh, and of course, there's thousands of fictions and uh, great novels and movies. You know, we like we we talked about Lon Chaney's uh, The Wolfman. You know, of course, Benicio del Toro and and The Wolfman. Oh God, that was. I'm sorry, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I mean, we. But hey, you know what? We we got we got other ones. <laughs> Gary Busey and Silver Bullet. You know, that's a great one. Um, Howl, those Australian films, those are great. I mean, I love Howl. Howl, uh, you know, Howl 3 uh, with the fucking marsupials. Like, they were like <laughs> werewolf marsupials. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, but Howl, those were good movies. Um, uh, I know it's not a, I'll tell you one movie that freaked me out, but it's, I don't, what, no, you know what, I will say that I do have, we should have talked about this, actually, no, I'll go back, we should have talked about this during the Hool episode, uh, because it was a bat, but there was this one movie, uh, it's, it's a Stephen King, it's based on a Stephen King short story called uh, Night Shift, where these people work in a textile factory and, uh, and the night shift and, you know, they basically clean up and everything and people have started going missing and it's because this giant bat creature, uh, is living under the facility with all these rats serving him, bringing him food and shit. It's crazy. Great movie. Great movie though. Um, but we, um, you know, and, and there's, there's so many more, uh, I'd have to say still my favorite is the, the Van Helsing werewolf. I love the look of that werewolf. Uh, all, all of the werewolves on that movie. Um, and even Underworld. Underworld has some great werewolves. Like the lichens on the on Underworld are so freaking cool. And Underworld itself is a great movie. Um, you know, it's got vampires and werewolves. And a vampire-werewolf hybrid. So that's cool. Um, uh, also, there. Uh, uh, here's the thing. It, culturally, werewolves are even in video games. 
you've got Skyrim and and of course Elder Scrolls. We, uh, Skyrim was just the one that I liked the most because you could it was an order of werewolves that could control their powers, uh, and I thought that was awesome. I thought that was go, so cool. Uh, but you've got games. I mean, there's a game out called uh, I can't actually I can't remember what it's called, but it's about werewolves, uh, and it looks pretty freaking cool. You can change from a human to a wolf to a werewolf. Uh, a Krinos or a Krinos, something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but it's 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 really it's a neat looking game. But they're in they're in games, you know. They're all over the place and everything. So, you know, it, it's 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 because there are so many ways to make them. You know, some sometimes I, like in Harry Potter, you can make them skinny and you know deformed and malnourished. Uh, you could make them these huge hulking beasts. You could make them like these giant dog or giant wolves uh, that kill vampires. Uh, talking about your twilight there for you folks. There's a little, a few references, okay? I threw you a few bones. Now let's grow up, okay? It's time to grow up into the big boy werewolves. But no, seriously, and I mean all the time we change the way these werewolves look and they look cooler and, you know, different and you know the the ability to control their powers comes in. Um, of course, one of my favorite references to werewolves is in the movie the movie What We Do in the Shadows, a movie about vampires. Uh, but it has werewolves in it, so we can bring that up. And the show actually has the group of werewolves more than once now. But uh, it, it's really good. It's funny, of course. Great, hilarious movie. Taika Waititi does a great job with everything he touches. My wife makes this amazing uh, watermelon vodka lemonade thing. Whew. I couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. Totally worth it. Totally. But um, it's a it's it's really what, what's really cool to me is how it just permeates through culture. Like we have all these great stories. Um, Like we heard about, what was his name? Stamp Stump. The uh, But we have the, you know, the Gandelian werewolves. The Gandelian werewolves were a family who in the late 16th century were accused of and executed for being werewolves. Uh, in 1598, a young girl and her brother were attacked by a wolf. Benoit Biddle, age 15, had climbed a tree to pluck some fruit whilst aloft saw a wolf dart from some bushes and seize his sister. Leaping down to protect her, Benoit drew his knife. The wolf rushed him and, do- and drove the knife into his neck with a savage blow of the paw. Fortunately, a crowd had heard the commotion and chased the wolf away. The girl died at the scene and Benoit was taken back to his father's cabin where he died of his injuries a few days later. Before he died, Benoit claimed the wolf had attacked him, had hands like a man covered with hair. The wolf had been maimed by the crowd, and so suspicion fell upon Galadin, who exhibited who exhibited a wound in precisely the same place as the wolf had been injured. Unfortunately for her, one of the crowd that had injured the wolf was none other than Henry uh, Henry Boguet, a notorious merciless witch hunter. Uh, Boguet had arranged. I hope I'm saying Boguet. Boguet. Uh, Boguet, Boguet had arranged a mob and executed 
apparent yet shortly thereafter. However, as he later revealed in his Discours des Sorcerers, uh, Sorcerers, so it's, man, Sorcerer is a hard word to say (laughs) sometimes when you cannot say it. Sorcerer. Sorcerers. 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 Uh, There were rumors that the whole family practiced black magic, and so Boguette had them all arrested. Pyrenean's daughter, Antoinette, swiftly confessed to witchcraft, but her brother, Pierre, and his son, George, were not so forthcoming. Placed under observation, uh... Boguette recounts how he saw them walk around on all fours, barking and howling, covered in mysterious scratches. Uh, he questioned them whilst they were behaving like this, and they confessed to witchcraft. Paranet family were burned at the stake. Jesus. Uh, so not so good for the uh, Gandilian werewolves. Uh, they were all burned at the stake. Uh, he boasted to have tried to execute 600 werewolves in his career. Uh, and his writings are full lycanthropic, full of lycanthropic examples. Another notable cause of what of another notable cause was that of Claudia Gillard, Gillard, uh, later dubbed the werewolf of Burgundy. Claudia was walking through the woods with Jean Perrin, grumbling about receiving a few alms. Uh, when she darted into the bushes and a wolf emerged. Jeanne dropped her alms, uh, crossed herself, and fled the scene, later revealing that the wolf had toes like a human. When Claudia advised Jeanne that the wolf would not have harmed her, she was tried and executed. So, not so good. Uh, So, Peter Stube... uh, Executed at Bedburg in 1590 is perhaps the history's most notorious werewolf. Uh, unusually, his tale is told in a contemporary pamphlet which was translated from Dutch into English in the year of his execution. According to the pamphlet, Stube, from his youth, was greatly inclined to uh, evil. Uh, he made a pact with the devil but had no interest in worldly uh, prosperity or power but only requested that his pleasure that at his pleasure he might work his malice on men and women and children in the shape of some beast Satan gave him a girdle which transformed him into a wolf whenever desired Stoop immediately got to work Uh, anyone who insulted or displeased him could be sure of their death at the jaws of uh, ravening wolf for he would Narrow rest till he had plucked out their throats uh, and torn out their eyes. So he had a taste for blood uh, and progressed indiscriminately on to murder. Cruelly, he would walk the streets of Bedburg, continuously saluting the parents of the relatives of his victims. He would also identify victims in this way. Uh, he would await anyone who caught his eye in the fields and woods that surrounded Bedburg and attack them in his wolf shape. Stoop's case is noted and that his criminal lycanthropy included not only murder but rape. He would sometimes keep his human form, rape young women, and then turn himself into a wolf to kill and partially devour them. He would boasted that he could outrun any greyhound when in the shape of a wolf, so even the district's swiftest athletes were at risk from him. 
Uh, within a few years, Stu had killed 13 children, two pregnant women, uh, tearing the children out of their wombs. Oof. And after eating their hearts, panting hot and raw, which he accounted as dainty morsels. So this dude was a psychopath. And that is crazy. <laughs> uh, then there's Jacques Roulette, who was convicted of lycanthropy in West France. So, uh, again, just a very downtrodden, homeless-looking man. And he was very scary, just probably very wild. So a few of a few of our legends talk of more wild man, mannish werewolves. Uh, it, it it's the ones that I remember the most. Uh, are, are, that I that I liked the most uh, were were from modern times you know like just of course the dogman legends and all that but um realistically there's so much to cover with werewolves and you know if i wanted to do a two-parter on it i would but you know these are it's just something i wanted to quick cover but um we're gonna let's move on to the legends of course the weakness for werewolves is silver that's the main one that we know, you know, with the silver bullet. You know, it's always it's always been silver, um, and such an odd weakness. You know, it's a, a metal. I mean, that, I mean, would you be? Anyways, um, you know the the whole myth of you know changing with the moon. Um, so it, it to me every legend that I've read never really refers to the full moon. Um, it, it never really actually goes into why we we have this. Um, if you if you look into the old stories, like there's never a, oh well, they waited till the full moon. Uh, this is why they have to wait till the you know the, the full moon in these old legends. They just kind of go over these guys who, um, can change at will, or they the oh uh, uh the the um like I just read the the girder he had a girder that would change him into a wolf. Um, and realistically, I don't think the f- the full moon stuff ever really started until recently um the the full moon legend as we know it came into public con, uh consciousness as a result of the universal movie from 1941 wow so that's actually where that came from that's kind of that so there the the full moon is bullshit um it, it's it's you know really a newer idea that they can only change with um, 
with uh, the full moon. I don't know why I had a hard time. Thinking. It's a newer thing that we've created. So it's a limitation on the power, which, it, I mean, honestly, if you think about it, limiting the power to the full moon, what is that? What kind of a threat is that? Realistically, like you would just, I mean, instinctually, if you were the werewolf and you could only change at a full moon, you would just find somebody to help you and be like, hey, I need to go somewhere where I won't kill people. Put me there. Leave me there. Come get me. And then we'll do this every full moon. You know, like, let's let's get this locked down. Because it doesn't seem like it would be that much of a problem. Like, it would be manageable, right? Like, you get what you would do is you would buy a bomb, a bomb shelter. Like, a hardcore bomb shelter. With two big, thick steel doors. Lock one in from downstairs. We'll lock one only from the outside upstairs. So that way you can't get out until you're human again. That's how you manage that shit. And then once the full moon's gone, you're good until the next full moon. Um, and I know there's probably more full moons than I think there are. <laughs> so uh, it may be a little bit harder, but I mean, I think it would be manageable, right? If you could only change during the full moon, I really think you could manage that. Um, silver was uh, the, uh, I think that was a newer thing as well. Uh, yeah, it's it's of modern vengeance. Scouring the folklore for centuries of past, one finds a dearth of silver. It is not, however, merely the creation of Hollywood screenwriters. So, there's a little background to it, but it's it's a newer thing. So, silver really wasn't big. Now, I know, I know in In, um, in the legend of, of a different cryptid that we will cover after this one, um, it's going to be great because it's one another one of my favorite stories uh, from the past, and that is the Beast of Javadon. The Beast of Javadon is such an interesting true story, and it is so good. And this is actual a real a real event. This actually happened. They have so much on this. And it's so cool. And so we're going to go over that next uh, next show. But um, yeah, that, that, that had a silver bullet aspect to it. And I don't know of any other real silver that comes from any of these other stories about werewolves. Um, and that's, that's just mainly because it's a newer concept. So it's not in the past folklore. Uh, but it's an interesting, you know, it's interesting, like a, a, a lunar metal is what kills a wolf. So anyways, just to kind of get into a little bit of new with werewolves, folks. Um, I love the way they look. I love what we're doing with them. I love the way the legends go. And... If I'm not mistaken, even in Romania still, there are legends of werewolves. Um, there was a village on a... Uh, I remember watching a show. I never really looked in to see if it was actually true. But uh, there was legend of a werewolf living in a cave near a village in like the 90s in Romania. A small town. And the whole town moved because they wanted to be away from that werewolf. 
So that's the belief still there. So anyways, that's it for us, boys and girls. We've gone down this paranormal rabbit hole together, and I appreciate you hopping on board. And uh, come back two weeks. The Beast of Jevedon. We're going to talk about it. Get ready. 